When my first escrow office um, win, and she called me for $250, right, Tiny? I split that and I called up one of my sorority sisters. If someone knows what they want and they know that you have it, then what's left to agree upon? When can you come? That's the question I'm wondering. Let's talk about notary. I'll give an example of what that looks like in the notary. Fascinating. From the international best-selling author Tiger Toledo, the rise of the smart notary. The notary business will never be the same again. This book is designed and engineered to help notaries cash flow their business. And as a number one new release on Amazon and hitting the top five bestsellers list, this is the perfect gift for this holiday season. Buy one now for yourself and a fellow notary public. Available now on Amazon. Grab your copy today. And if this book doesn't make you money, you can block us. If you're feeling the vibe, join the tribe and subscribe. Peace, peace, peace. This is your international sales and marketing hit man, your humble hip hop sales coach, Tiger Toledo, and you already know what it is. You are rocking with the best, goddammit. So today we have a very special guest. Let me share my screen so I can go and show my video so y'all know I'm the... I'm here. I'm here, damn it. <laughs> can you see me? Yes, I can see you. All right, cool. So we are going to do this. We have a very, very spe special guest. Malik, it, let me do you justice, brother. <laughs> so <laughs> one, you're a young brother. Like, you're in your 20s, right? And you are you making these moves out here, man. I see you on, on this podcast. I see you on that podcast. Like, I remember when you, I think when you first started in the notary industry and you had gotten Andre Hatchet. Shout out to, to Andre Hatchet, by the oh, way. Hatchet. I always got to give that brother a shout out on every show. Um, you had just started, man. And like, you just, you took off, man. You You created your own lane. And you like literally took something that no, like was being overlooked by a lot of people and took off. So please, brother, give an introduction of who you are. Ah, uh, hold up, moving the chat around. Okay, I'm Malik Ali uh, from North Carolina, 24 years old. Um, who I am, world traveler, entrepreneur. Pretty sure there's a bunch of other adjectives that I'm forgetting. <laughs> but I mean, those are the main two that come to mind. Um, Definitely world traveling entrepreneur. I have my own fingerprinting business, which is going nationwide soon. Fascinating. Um, in the works with that, but I primarily do fingerprinting and notary. Um, been doing that for the last year and some change. Nice. So, okay, we 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 got to do this, man. Like, so how did <laughs> you get into the whole fingerprinting thing in the first place? Like, um, out of all things that you could have cho chosen, why why the fingerprinting? That's what I did first. Um, so when I got Andre's course, I bought the, um, the all-inclusive package. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at everything. I was like, all right. I spent, um, you know, it's not a cheap course. So I spent however much on the course. I was like, all right, I, I'm about to make some money from this. Um, so I was going through the um, lessons and everything. And so I became a notary um, August of 2019. But there was some issues with the filing for my paperwork. Like okay. I didn't receive the letters and everything from the secretary of state and i like 
that process got delayed. But during that time, I was like, all right, I still need to be making money. Um, so I was, I didn't know um, the fingerprinting course portion of um, of this course, and I went through that, learned how, learned the business, learned how to you know make the website, get traction, get business, and you know market my business and everything. So I did that, and then at the end of August, I finally got my notary license, and then I ordered all of my materials. Mm-hmm. September, um, at the same time, I'm I'm working, so I was doing all this while I'm at my my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the course. Um, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I was doing the sales copy for my website. Um, you know, putting everything- You do sales copy? Not yet. We can talk about that later. Not yet. <laughs> but um, that's essentially what it was. I was putting, like, I was creating the business from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I used everything to make the business. And then I launched September, let's say, September, 16th is when I launched. I got my first client like September 20th. It was a doctor for fingerprinting. So I, I, I did the fingerprinting route first while I was waiting on my notary stuff. Okay. And then it was like a $300 appointment. I was like, yo, this is my first appointment. And I made $300. It only took 30 minutes. I was like, yeah, this is the one right here. Right. Um, so that's how I got to the fingerprinting. But I still do the notary on the side um, every once in a while. I have the notary business set up, but I haven't lately. Cause I've been traveling and everything. Um, so I haven't been as accessible, but that's how I got into the fingerprinting business and the notary business. Right. Right. So <clears throat> when you're doing the notary, uh, the fingerprinting part, are you doing the cards like the FBI, uh, cards mm-hmm. or are you mm-hmm. doing the live skin? The FBI, uh, FD 258 cards. Okay. So I just solely do the ink fingerprinting cards and not the live scans. Really? So you're able to do all of this, with the cars and, and not even the live skin. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because a lot of like the background check agencies, employment agencies, licensors, they're, it's not big in North Carolina yet for the live scans. Mm-hmm. So there's not really many, many live scan providers, but also it's, it's a more traditional route. It's just trying to upgrade everything in North Carolina. So, okay. so then I'm gonna be in business. <laughs> Hmm, hmm, hmm. So like, so you went and got the notary, like, okay. So I know you were doing the marketing, you started getting the phone calls and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you got that first phone call for the fingerprinting, did it catch you off guard at all or no? No. I mean, other than me being at work at the time, there wasn't like, that's what I signed up for. I, I was ready for business as soon as I threw the website up. So walk me through that phone call. How did that phone call go? All right. I'm making this screen bigger. Okay, this phone call. Well, um, my first client. So it was an agency. She was calling to get her doctor. He was like a radiologist or something. Um, He needed, he was leaving his job at the hospital to apply to different um, hospitals across the country. So he needed like eight fingerprinting cards. So the lady hit me up. Um, she was like, yeah, we have this doctor. Uh, he's in so-and-so city. Um, he needs fingerprints for four different cities, two cards each. Um, he can't leave because he works all day. He's at the hospital all day. So we need somebody to come through and you know do the fingerprints for him. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. We're mobile. So I got all the information. It was my first client. So my prices were still in the lower range because I 
Okay. I'm the only one. I wasn't the only one in the market, so I didn't really know how to price myself at the time. When you say the low range, like what? What are you talking about? Um, oof. I think it was like, like I was charging people like sixty or seventy dollars at the time. For that's one. low range. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> compared to what I charge now, I charge like one twenty now for one. Really? Card. Yeah. For one fingerprint mm -hmm. card. Yeah, for one card. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, technically low range, but yeah, <laughs> but it was still a three hundred dollar appointment because you need like eight cards. Um, so I get the lady information, I get his information, schedule the appointment. I went right after work, so like, you know, professionalism, everything. But I was going to appointments right after work, so I already had my work clothes on and everything, so that wasn't really a big issue for me. So I drive through, and it was my first time at the hospital. I didn't know there was like parking that could you know pay for and everything new to the area. It was like a dollar or two, but it wasn't big of an issue. So I called a guy, go to the hospital. He meets me at the door, walk me through the corridor. We're like in like an x-ray room where people are looking at x-rays for different stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like, not like, it wasn't like a fear thing where it's like, oh, I'm not sure if I should be here or <laughs> like um, imposter syndrome that people get where it just feel like, this is my first appointment. I'm at a doctor's office. I'm, not, I'm at right. a hospital with a doctor. Like, I'm running a business at this point. It, no question. <laughs> so I was like, I'm doing this. So it went well, no issues. Um, got paid. Very good experience. And that was. You know what's interesting is what I love about that story is that your first client was a high tier client, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Do now I always tell people go after the ones that got the money. Like, like don't mess with the 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 low um you know, like the ones that are looking for notarizations for like five dollars, ten dollars. Mm -hmm. They are nothing but it's a hassle every time. So you had a, a high ticket client, um no drama, right? I would nothing. Nothing. It's just here. Here's your payment. Come through. Cool. <laughs> Make sure everything goes good. I love those clients. <laughs> I love them too. No so, questions back. Yeah, because uh, you know, I noticed something. Anytime you're under a hundred dollars, you are subject to uh clients that will give you a hard time. Mm -hmm. That one hundred dollar threshold, anything over that hundred dollars you are reaching a different class of people. One, um, the amount of headaches that you're going to get is like zero. Mm -hmm. Absolutely zero. Oh, that is awesome. So, and I'm sure that kind of played out the direction you were going to go with the fingerprinting because you're like, oh shit, this is the type of client I got on my yeah. first run. Mm -hmm. I want to keep this going mm -hmm. where to see where else it goes. So then what happened next? After you were done with that client, then what what did you do like did you just like sit down and like hold up let me take a look at this <laughs> let me reanalyze the situation again and yeah. see what i have in my hands yeah so after the first client i was like i can hold off on the notary stuff right now because i'm in north carolina you can only legally charge five dollars work around depending on what you're doing um like loan closes and everything but i was yeah. like let me let me do this right now because mm -hmm. this, is, this is working, I'm making money here. I'm just now starting, I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to build capital right now. So I need to tweak 
this and perfect it so that I can continue making money so that in the long run, I can quit my nine to five. Mm. Now, that, that's what I was thinking immediately. As soon as I hit that appointment, I was like, okay. This, like, now, you quit your nine to five? Not yet. Not yet. Soon though, but not yet. <laughs> I'm like, you're already doing the damn thing. You're already <laughs> traveling. They're probably just going to let you go because you travel too damn much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really though, like I, I just meet my, hit my manager up. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be working these next few days. Like, all right, what's up? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Dubai. He's like, okay, cool. Enjoy yourself. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, what line of work are you in, by the way? Um, supply chain management. What is it? Supply chain. That's right. Mm -hmm. I saw you were talking on the uh, Black Wealth Renaissance about mm -hmm. the supply chain. Now, now, break that down a little bit to me. I, I studied it a little bit of that in college. Didn't um, didn't really get the full grasp. I kind of love the concept of it because I think that's something that I can transfer into uh, different areas of my business. Can you explain a little bit about the supply chain concept? Gotcha. So. I like to give this example, um, like with e-commerce, right? So I was mm -hmm. working on an e-commerce brand last year, January, December, February, but then COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. So the supply chain was was gone. Like, so supply chain essentially is getting your products from a raw good, depending on the product, to the customer, and with like newer innovations back to you for like so. I use Apple, Apple, for example. So Apple, they make the phones in China, all the pieces, they get it to the customers here in America. If you have an older iPhone, you can send it back to them and they're just gonna reuse those parts and put a new iPhone type thing, right? So everything that goes into that to getting the materials, getting it, like gathering the actual materials, getting it to the people who, you know, do the manufacturing, from the manufacturing to whatever plant for distribution so that they can wrap the phones up, package it and everything from the packaging to them shipping it to America through a boat to mm -hmm. unloading the boat, getting it to whatever, um, I don't know, plant that they have, yeah, warehousing facility that they have, from the warehouse, warehousing facility to the Apple store or whatever retail store that they have to the customer. Right, right. And then in turn, you go to the Apple store, you get drop off your iPhone here, you get a discount on a new iPhone. Them, taking apart that iPhone and everything that's in, the trains, the, the trucks, the ships, the cargo, the packaging, the boxes, all of that supply chain. Mm, mm. You enjoy that? I enjoy the concept. I don't <laughs> enjoy <laughs> the working part of it. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you, you do the, you have your full-time gig and then you started doing the fingerprinting business. Mm -hmm. um, and you're also doing the notary stuff as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So what happened? What was that shift that went from doing the one client to actually getting the mass amount of clientele that you had to hit the $12,000 a month? <laughs> COVID. COVID really? Yeah. Uh, like I was saying in a couple um, in the Black Wealth Renaissance podcast, like I was making like seven hundred, nine hundred. Like I hit my first nine hundred dollar month in January, barely a thousand in February. Okay. And in March, when like COVID first hit America, well not hit, but like you know they was locking down everything. I hit. Mm -hmm. I had a thousand dollar week in March, 
So I had like, I hit like two or 3K in March. And I was like, yo, that's a drastic increase from the $900 I was making throughout the entire month to $1,000 in a week. Or I had an $800 day. I was like, yo, I had like six clients one day, but I'm still working my nine to five. So I'm going, right. going to appointments during lunch right after work. And that was a hassle. <laughs> but um, March and then, you know, at peak quarantine, they shutting everything down, like peak fear of COVID. So I was like, I took a break. I was like, I'm not about to risk myself meeting all of these different people who need appointments. So I took a break through all of April. And then I started back in March and I was like, you know what? They was blowing the hell out of my phone that whole month. I was like, I could have made so much money. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Let me, you know, take more precaution with these appointments. So I'm not going to people's homes anymore. I was meeting them at outside of, it was hard to find places to meet people because of everything being shut down. Cause like I would typically meet people at Starbucks, Panera yeah. Bread, but now I'm, I'm outside of Food Lion and Harris Cedar parking lots. Going on, on to, and, I, and then like, you know how Harris Cedar, they have the outdoor chairs and tables and all that. And then I got the, the workers looking at me like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. If you're not going to shop, you better go home because we quarantined it. So things like that. But um, April, May, and then May, I had a lady hit me up. She's from Dre's school. She was like, I'm doing my business. I'm trying to learn how to do the fingerprint and all that. I was like, yeah, you can go on appointments for me. So that's why I got my first agent. And then she went on an appointment for me for um, this, this guy's wife who was trying to get the bar exam. Um, she needed her fingerprints for the bar exam. And then I guess they was chatting or whatever. He was like, yeah, how much you getting paid for this? Cause he knew how much I paid or his wife paid for the services. Yeah. How much he was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm gonna hit your boss up and see if I can get some work. So that's how I got him. Really? Was, yeah. So you got two agents under you right now. I have one right now. I got rid of her, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I gotta ask you though, what type of people get fingerprinting? Like for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm in a fog, right? Mm -hmm. I, the only people that I know that get fingerprinting are like, um, well, truck drivers. They would have to get the fingerprinting, but I think they do uh, the live scan thing. Um, what was it? Uh, people that need to get into a school right mm -hmm. and they're going to be working with little kids but then you know now you got covid they ain't really doing that shit. Yeah. um people that needed to apply for school buses um they were getting fingerprinting as well but like what what kind what is what does the clientele look like for people that want fi fingerprinting um like judy said marijuana owners so i did like okay I didn't even see that. Hi, Judy. <laughs> I, got, I, got, uh, so I did like one or two um, um, people who, or they weren't in North Carolina doing it, but they had businesses in like, I don't even know the state. I think it was like Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Um, so the guy, he was like, yeah, I'm, you know, open up a dispensary with my partners in Indiana or whatever. I need to get fingerprints for the background check, but it's primarily for background checks. Um, lawyers, doctors, concealed carry permits, um, government contractors, mm. business owners, um, VPs, pharmaceutical companies, my favorite clientele. Um, really? Yes, because they make big money and they'll pay big money. Um, Facts, they do make <laughs> really, really good money. Mm -hmm. um, um, retirement homes, 
um, daycares. Retirement homes get fingerprints? For their employees because they're the same thing. They need background checks. Wow. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I didn't know there was such a big market for fingerprinting like that. Neither did I until the customers. Like I was meeting different people and like I met a couple of different business owners in the area um, and they like they will offer me jobs. I'm like, eh, I'm already working. I'm working my side hustle right now. But like a guy who owned, can I uh, disclose the information? He, well, he owned like a big old logistics company mm-hmm. um, who did pharmaceuticals all over the world. And he was like, yeah. Oh, you work in supply chain? You want a job here? I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'll just do your fingerprints though. But <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that that's so, so it, it seems like you, the clientele for fingerprinting are professionals. Yes, professionals. So that's my main clientele because with the prices, because I want people who are paying for convenience and yes. aren't able to go to the sheriff department in the middle of the day because they're working. So they, I, they, I want them to, you know what, let me call this company, have them come to the office, do the fingerprints and keep it pushing. So I don't got to do nothing else for the rest. Like I have a lot of um, the secretaries and assistants who call me like, yeah, my boss needs fingerprints for da da da. Or we have executives who need fingerprints for da da da. Can you come by? I'm like, all right, great. Yes. Do you have repeat customers in that, that like once the fingerprint is done, like do, is there repeat customers that come for that um, type of stuff or no? For the most part, no. But it depends. Like, so is it like a one shot, one kill kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really not much of an email list or reaching back out or following up with people. Yeah. You need fingerprints once and you're done. But that's why I like work with like, I have a vendor, a vendor's agreement with a retirement home. Okay. So every time they need fingerprints, they hit me up. AQ, come out of that. Yes. I send my agent out there and then keep it pushing. Yeah. Um, because they have a high turnover. Right? Mm-hmm. Them, so they're, they're constantly hiring new people. I could see that. Because exactly. I, I I experienced that with the power of attorneys. Mm-hmm. I go there and then this person will be a director, then that director move to another, another you know, yep. home and then she'll take she'll take me, my contacts and my agency with her to that new, you know, uh facility that she works at. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know the tur- the turnover is really high. So they yeah, they would keep you working. Yeah, definitely. So them um I'm working on a partner, well, I'm working on a partnership with an employment agency for the state mm-hmm. of America. Um, there, I don't know if I can. That's dope, that. man. Shit, yeah. dude. <laughs> like that is a lot. I'm just thinking, like you're blowing my mind with all this. I had no idea that there was such a huge, almost damn near a white collar uh, market for this shit. Yes. Yes. White collar. They they pay bread. Like okay, okay. Let me ask you this. So you charging a buck twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can actually raise the price and get more? Or you think you're like, you know, right there? I feel like I'm right there because I can still get the regular people who are like, I can't really, but I yeah. need a job. But it's like, but okay, then- so with that being said, let me ask you this. is Do you have an upsell for this? <laughs> yeah. So the more cars that you need, the higher the price, same day service, um, and same day service and additional cards, the agency fees. So I charge agents. So once I got my agent, I was like, okay, I want you to raise my price so I can pay this person. Sure. So, and for me to make more money 
two, I need to make more money. Um, <laughs> because I was, it was blowing my phone up. So I couldn't just deal with everybody calling me. So I just, I needed a price where either you're going to pay it or you're not getting your fingerprints done because everything else was closed at the time. Mm-hmm. So you were coming to me regardless. And like, I had a couple of people like, all right, I, that's too high. I'll wait until things open up. This was in March. They hit me mm-hmm. back up in May and they're like, all right, things are opening up here. Right. So I think my price point is, I feel like I'm right, right where it needs to be right now. Mm-hmm. So you will, you will charge for same day service, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Expedited service. Do you charge for that? No, because it, it, I don't send out the cards to anybody for the background check. I leave them with them. I conduct the fingerprinting and leave the cards with them for them to send out. So the expedited is the same day service. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'll make sure my computer doesn't die on me. Um, yeah, so interesting. And you said you chart like another upsell would be an additional card. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, my agent, <laughs> he'd be upselling the hell out of these customers. He'd be like, yeah, I've seen that before. You, you need two cards type thing. Give me one second, Malik. Mm-hmm. I just got to plug this in. Okay. This is weird. Let me move real quick. Close my window. So, ladies and gentlemen, while I plug in my laptop, if you guys have any questions for Malik, type in your questions, please. And then we'll go into a quick Q&A on the tail end of it. Asking okay, now we're good. We're good. Hey, I also I, I, I see you rocking the homie Jawan, uh, yes, misguided hoodie. Shout out to Jawan out there with misguided podcast. My, my shirt actually just came today. Oh, nice. Which one did you <laughs> yeah. get? So I'm a, I, I think I got a, the black and white shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going I'm to I'm rep that shit real soon, oh, yeah. too. It's fire. I like the, yeah. the infinity with the music stuff, but that shit is hard. <laughs> yeah, I like I like what he's doing too, man. And he, the, the brother works hard out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. See, what I'm looking at, um, I'm trying to wrap my, my mind around just pe- uh, on my sales and marketing side is like, what are, what are ways that you can increase transaction size, right? See, mm-hmm. the, because the way I'm looking at it is like, okay, if your price... If your price stayed like that and it stayed like that consistently, you know, with with inflation going up, you know, eventually you're going to have to keep either keep raising your price for that um, for that card or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, all right, I have these upsells that I can incorporate where I'm far away from inflation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Uh, hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what, I actually made a video on that uh, about that on Instagram today. Like a lot of notaries haven't uh, increased their prices in like three years. Mm-hmm. Inflation is every single year. Yeah. So like you're actually starting to lose money. You're where as far as the stretch of your dollar is no longer that that powerful anymore because you haven't increased your price to keep up with inflation. Yeah. So. I love the concept though, because it, you know, 
Damn, you said like a buck twenty, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's what I charge for affidavits. I mm. charge one twenty nine for affidavits, right? That is one affidavit. That's just one page. <laughs> <laughs> what what state is this in? Chicago. Chicago? No, nah, nah, shit, it don't matter. I don't care where you nationwide, at. You nationwide, you nationwide. Yeah, yeah, I don't care where the hell you at. You got to pay 129 and let me find out that there's cows and, and horses where you live. I'm charging you more for the, that rural-ass place, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to go through different dirt trails and dirt shit, trails. and it's, it's yeah. not even on the map. GPS can't find it. Yeah, you got to spend a little more premium. Thanks. Um, so I, I've done that where I've driven somewhere and it was like in the middle of nowhere oh same man listen i had a, a two thousand dollar apostille appointment one time mm. Mm. <laughs> one yeah well not one of it was like 20 different documents but they needed me to first off it was 20 different documents um and i charged like 99 for the first one and then like 70 for every additional one <laughs> Plus, I throw in like a three hundred dollar travel fee because it was like an hour or two from me. I was like, "Yeah, let me." Um, and they were up. cool with paying that. It, it was a um, what kind of company was it? It might have been a pharmaceutical company. Okay. So they needed um, a whole bunch of shit done. The verification that they had. They were. Yeah. They, uh, I did. I did two apostille. Like I didn't do it personally. I I actually uh, outsourced it to somebody. And there's there's some a lot of moving parts with the apostille shit. Yeah. So is. like anybody thinking about getting into the apostille, I would definitely recommend that you understand the mechanics of getting into apostille because the money is great, but That's a lot of work. That shit's a lot of yes, work. Yes. Yes. Like I, I got said, one. Fuck that. I'm not doing it. Bro, yes. Um because I, I usually just do North Carolina. Um, so I just send it to the Secretary of State, especially with COVID. Um, like I would just mail it to them, they mail it back, I mail it to the person. But yeah. I have this one client right now where he needed like apostles for three different states. And he mm. didn't know it until he sent the shit to me. So I'm like, bro, I gotta send this shit like to Pennsylvania, their um Commonwealth or whatever. Like I sent it in December. I just now got the documents this week. Really? In December? Yes. Oh, shit. And like with um, North Carolina, it usually take like 10, 12 business days. So I got the guy hit me up. He's like, yo, what's up? It's my birth certificate. Like, I'm, I'm dealing with this dude's birth certificate. He's like, bro, where, where's it at? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they just sent that to me. So I got to send it to him. But he needed that. Um, some veteran disability paperwork he needed for the state of Virginia. But they sent that back to me. It was like, yeah, you got to send this to the federal um whatever it's called for i think federal something because yeah, i know they have a separate department just yeah, for the apostille mm -hmm. they have a separate department so whatever that department's called it was like yeah you have to send that there i was like yeah you can do this so i sent it back to him it was like yeah you can do that to there i'm not sure i just do north carolina so i was like i got the pennsylvania stuff we good there but i just refunded him the money for the other so i was like i'm not even about to deal with that headache yeah there you go but yeah, it's definitely a lot of moving pieces because you're dealing with international documents. Mm -hmm. So, oh my goodness, I had. And then the, the, I think like the minimum you could charge, like I mean, realistically in my eyes, 
you should be for the amount of runs that you're going to do, you should be at a minimum 250 bucks for, for an apostille. Like for me, that's what I would charge. I'm not mm -hmm. touching mm -hmm. an apostille unless it's 250 and up. See, I live close. Well, I don't live close. I, it's they easy. don't know that. Yeah, this is a fact. Um, they don't know that. So that's why I'm about to change that to statewide instead of just my local area. But I'm about to, I'm probably going to raise my prices because it is a hassle. But I just send it out to them now, um, mail it to the Secretary of State. Yeah. But um, it is a hassle. Like I had one client, oh my goodness. If he didn't pay me $500, I would not have dealt with the bullshit. Yeah. Um, dude in Puerto Rico, his lawyer hits me up. He was like, yeah, he needs his marriage certificate um, apostille in Puerto Rico so that he can prove that he's married or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I... First off, to get somebody's marriage certificate, you have to have a form notarized mm -hmm. stating that you can pick this document up on their behalf. And then you got to go to the, um, not Secretary of State, um, what's it called, for cities, like when you take your oath. For the right, notary. like some type of courthouse kind of thing, right? Yeah, the courthouse type thing. Um, to pick up his marriage certificate. Mm -hmm. So I get there. Their whole servers shut down. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll come back the next day. Mm -hmm. Come back the next day. They're like, yeah, somebody hacked our shit. We don't know when it's gonna come up. I'm like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> you well, see, like, like here in Chicago, like if you were to do the apostille, for one, the apostille offices in downtown Chicago, mm -hmm. you're gonna spend for parking right there. I mean, you're gonna spend like fourteen dollars just to park on the street for like ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, there's no line. You zip, you know, you you zip up to the top floor, and you stand in line, and they look over the documents, and oh shit! Hopefully, you got a, a nice lady that yep. want to hurry up and get you out there. Otherwise, she'd be like, "I'm on lunch." Yes, <laughs> I've called them so many times. Um, like I have a connect there now. She's like one of the main ladies, so I just mm -hmm. go to her directly. <laughs> but I had to build that reputation with them. Yeah, um, like when I. It's just a lot, but I now, now I want I want to share this with the audience is that mm -hmm. we're not trying to discourage you. We're just letting you know that hey, these are some of the obstacles that you're going to run into, and there's money in solving problems. Yes. So the more problems there are, the more money you can ask the client to give because they understand there is a whole process. Like not only are you going to be notarizing the document, but you are a high-end courier at this time. Mm -hmm. So now okay. you're taking documents over here, you're taking documents over here, and then you're, you know, sending it, you know, to FedEx overnight and shit like that. So there is money in problems. I, I just want to stress that we're not telling you this to get discouraged. We're showing you that you have to fall in love with solving problems. Yes. When you fall in love with solving problems, you'll find out there's a lot of money. Think about loan closings. There's a lot of fucking moving parts in that. And a lot of notaries want to get into that real estate side, right? That's a lot of fucking work. I don't touch that shit. I don't know about you. No, nope. I won't fuck with the real estate shit. I did it once. Never again. I outsource that closing. shit so damn quick. Like as soon as I say I have a loan closing, yeah, like I got a notary over here that's <laughs> going to do that shit. I'm not touching it. I'm not printing a damn thing. Bro, um, oh my. <laughs> Every time I tried, it's been a bad experience. I was like, you know what? Because you hear about you notary. Get, I got certified. I went on. I attempted to go on an appointment. I printed the fucking documents. 
Yeah. I get to the guy's house. He's like, yeah, my wife's name's on this. Her name shouldn't be on this. I'm like, okay. So I can't reach the company. First off, I printed like 300 sheets because I printed one copy for him and then one copy to send. And then he was like 30 minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't reach the company. I'm like, all right, you know what? Forget it. I'll hit them up. I'll tell them what happened. They didn't hit me back up. I guess he got it settled. They paid me anyway, but I was like, yeah, never again. Yeah. So, so, so like, again, we're, we're going to direct this towards everybody that's on this chat shot. Let me give a couple of shout outs too, by the way. Uh, shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Desheen Smith. Shout out to Faquan. Shout out to Jackie, Jerome, Joette, M, Judy Robinson. Shout out to Reggie. Of course, Team Toledo in the building. So I hope you guys are getting a lot of value because we're sharing. A, this is this is a conversation that me and Malik have on one-on-ones, right? Like we're, we're exploring, um, hey man, how, how's the apostille business out there? You're like, man, this sucks. Shit, it sucks over here too. Fuck the apostille. Let's move <laughs> to this, right? Hey, how's the power of attorney? Hey, it's not that bad. It's not that bad over here either. Okay, let's combine and then let's make some bread off of this. So we're sharing our experiences with Apostille, uh, real estate closings, his fingerprinting business, what that looks like, the type of clientele, the, the type of money that you can get. I share my experiences with my power of attorney business, my agency and stuff like that. So you guys have your choice. There's a lot of money out here in this notary industry, a whole lot of money to be made. So much you, it's, it's, it's so much money, it's almost like, which one do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Right? What mm-hmm. candy do I want? Do I want the licorice? Do I want the lollipop? <laughs> do I want the chocolate covered strawberries? Yep. It's up to you. Which, what is your fetish, man? First of all, I, I, I had to get the money gun for you, brother, because I wanted to celebrate you getting, first of all, you being a young brother, jet <laughs> setting, going to Brazil, Dubai. I'm like, this nigga living it up. Right? This nigga living it up. <laughs> and he's making good money. <laughs> so money shower on you, brother. I, I want more and more wealth and riches to bless you and your family and everything that you guys do, man. I, I, I really, really do. I want the very best for you and your family and for money to just keep flowing into your business so you could do other shit that you want to do. So let me ask you this, man. What what's in store for Malik in the future, man? I see you got the you know the planets and shit, the background. We just went through our great conjunction, you know. <laughs> what's in store for you, brother? Um, I'm launching my personal brand soon. Mm. Um, but focusing on business, um, world traveling, hence the earth, and lifestyle. So whatever shit I feel like doing. YouTube content about it, get paid from it, teach yeah. people how to make money, travel the world, do fun shit, live life, show people that they can do it too at a young age and not yes. have to wait until they retire at 65 and their kids are at the house. Yeah. Love it. So, so, oh, by the way, I got uh next Tiva. So okay. make sure that they're giving you that bread for the referral and shit. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. even content. Okay, bet. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. we 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 go press them niggas. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, 
<laughs> All right, so let me see. Let me see. Uh, we got a question here. Are you familiar with the online notary that is fairly new and valid in a lot of states now, especially with COVID? You familiar with that? Um, yeah. Are you uh, talking about uh, remote online notarizations, Judy? Ron. R-O-N? <laughs> are you talking about that? Ron. Type in if you're talking about R-O-Ns, Judy. Type in your questions, ladies and gentlemen. Right, right now we're going into the Q&A. Um, yeah, are, have you done any R-O-Ns? I did one, one for um, a real estate friend of mine, but did I? I did, because they, they legalized it in North Carolina. Okay. Um, they like, it just got, like they passed a whole bill for it because they, it wasn't the thing before COVID. So like they launched it from May to March of this year. So March 1st is when it went out um, where you can do the video conferencing for the um, notary. So but you I'm, had you you got the software to do all that then? I FaceTimed him and was like, you know what? <laughs> I know you, show me your license, all of that stuff. Rather so than you I, were able to bypass all of that extra software. It was, it was a lot of bullshit, yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. I I talked to a guy in Texas. Uh-huh. Um the guy the guy specializes in RON, right? Mm. Dude, he was he broke it down to me like it was like a a, a 15 step process, right? Oh, I wow. mean, the, with the the software and then you, you you they send their they have to fill out a form um which gets checked with that state to verify that that person is legit mm -hmm. and then it it sends it back and then it was like a 15 step and i said okay well how much do you charge the dude said 30 dollars. i said you gonna do all that for 30 dollars you couldn't give me to do nothing for 30 dollars <laughs> i said dude if i ever need a ron i'm calling you <laughs> yeah <laughs> because i am a charge i'm a charge for that so like for me here in chicago RONs just isn't, it, it's not It's not hitting like that out here. Mm -hmm. I did a survey when the COVID first hit, um, they they did the gover governor's sanction for the RON, right? And um, I said, all right, now I'm going to create a chart with RON and see if enough people call asking for it. If there's a high enough demand for it, then I'll go ahead and get the software and shit like that. Dude, I got like fucking three calls in like a year. I'm like, fuck this shit. Nobody give a shit about this. Yeah, it's it's not plausible or worthwhile, honestly, to me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's a niche that somebody could find people who like real estate people, like my friend, for example, like he was out of the state. So he was like, yeah, can you notarize this for me? I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I just got to look at you and do it. But yeah, that, I mean, people, convenience, helping people out, problem solving. Yeah, it, that that's all this business is, man, is problem solving, man, and how quick you can do it. Yeah. Speed is the name of this game right here. Yeah. Uh, because like, even with the power of attorney, like, you know, sometimes it might be a little bit hard for them to find a notary to do it. But they're actively looking like if they get off the phone with me, they're going to look for somebody with a cheaper price that can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So for me to follow up with them three days later, it's almost like, nah, it's not available anymore. They already got somebody to do it. 
Yeah, they going down the list. <laughs> yeah, so we got we got a few more questions in here. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, it was called uh, Doc Verify, uh, Judy, to verify these people's credentials and stuff. And I think the guy was in Japan or some shit. Mm -hmm. um, um, I want to make sure that I want to make sure this. Well, this is from Desheen Smith. I want to make sure this industry is not oversaturated where I live because I know there are several notary and loan signing agent businesses here. How do I find out locally if the market is as viable as the cities you live in? You want to take that question and then I'll follow up. Sure. I mean, it depends on what city you live in. <laughs> Definitely. What, by the way, uh, Desheen, uh, what city are you in? Yeah, what city are you in? Uh, because uh, Las Vegas. Okay. I don't know about Las Vegas, but I know there's a lot of real estate. Yeah, yeah. So, so let me ask you, uh, Desheen, do you have to take a test? I know in California, you definitely have to take a test to uh, do that. Um, and I, I want to share this too. Um, uh, me too. Here, here's the thing about... Um, oversaturation if you do what everybody else is doing <laughs> yeah, yeah it's gonna be crowded to the motherfucker you have you have to be able to differentiate yourself one of the ways that you're doing it you're on this notary war room right now like this is what separates us that like i said i like it when we have small classes look a hundred people signed up for this shit by the way um uh malik a hundred people signed up to see you talk today <laughs> And only 11 people showed up. That's great, right? Because only a select few gets this information. Let me let me share something with you real quick, uh, Desheen. What's going to make you different from everybody else is the way you advise and you consult your clients. A lot of times when people are getting these clients, they treat them like a, another number. Mm -hmm. they, they treat them like they... like. Oh, you're calling about the service. Blah, blah, blah. Treat them like your favorite family member mm -hmm. and say, how can I help you out? And even if you are unable to do it, refer them to somebody that can do it. Trust me, that shit goes a very long way. I, I did that today, actually. Somebody called and said I needed like this basic ass document. Mm -hmm. I said, dude, have you? I'm going to save you some money. <laughs> Go check with the UPS store. For, yeah, right? <laughs> Malik, dying. I said, yo, I, we're, we're a premium service, right? Check with the UPS store first. If the UPS store cannot do your document, my company would be more than happy to help you out. He's like, you're probably only going to spend $10 if they do agree to do it. But if they don't agree to do it, you know, we're here for you. Our fee is $129 and that, that's, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So it works twofold. One, I'm, I'm advising them and I want the best for that client, but at the same time, I'm pushing them away. They're showing like that we're not fiending for your business. Yeah, I don't need. Right. <laughs> you, you, that's the approach. You, a lot of the notaries, they're like, they're so hungry that they get blinded and they, they undersell and then they sound like a, a, a fucking car, car auction salesman. 
Forty-five dollars. I'll fucking notarize your loan closing documents for forty-five dollars. Sold. <laughs> you don't want to be that person, bro. No, I had to get a notary done. I paid thirty dollars. I was like, I would never charge thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's out here. Companies like these, these snap docs, these um, notary go, they take advantage of these notaries mm -hmm. because the notaries do not understand their value. They don't mm -hmm. understand that like the notaries is almost like the gatekeeper. You can't get past me at this point. So mm -hmm. if you understood your value and you price yourself professionally and you, you, I'm going to share that. I got to share this story. This is a great fucking story right here. So the Washington Post uh, did a experiment, right? They had a world-renowned violinist. This guy plays concerto in, in all these different countries. This guy gets paid like $60,000 a night, right? $60,000 a night. So his, his, his violin costs $3.5 million, right? So... Yeah, this guy is, he's at the cream of the crop violinist. I forgot his name. You can actually look it up. It's called the Washington Post Experiment Violin Subway or something like that. So they took, they asked this guy to be in this experiment that they wanted to conduct. They took him and put him in the subway of New York City. They said, go ahead and play for these people. This motherfucker is playing the, the most beautiful music that you have ever heard in the subway of New York City, right? Yeah. Guess how much money he made? How much? $32. God. Nigga, the best of the best? That is the power of positioning. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He positioned himself to be like, hey, I'm the, I'm the best of the best when it comes to like concerto music and the violin like I am the, but when you took him and put him in a very crowded area but not so appeasing place don't he only made fucking $32 this is a guy that made $60,000 in one sitting so that shows you the power of positioning uh Desheen I know it was a little bit long but it's all about the way you position your business you position your business to correctly and in, in the right way and get the guidance that you need to position yourself, the money will come. A couple other questions. Oh, I think somebody knocking on that thing. Uh, go ahead and uh, answer some of these questions. Uh, Bet. Uh, Malik, I'm gonna go check uh, on my door real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Judy, I see another question. Quan or Falquan, even like so constantly making 12k more, even even on vacation. Uh, I'm not making 12k right now. Um, I've been averaging like five or six the last couple of months. Um, the 12 I, I made 12k in May and June, and those were like peak. Everything shut down. Everybody calling me. Like I had like 84 um, appointments in both months. So that's where those came from. Um, right now I'm averaging like 40, 40, 45 appointments a month. Um, I want to make sure that I'm looking at we going to investors in digital fingerprint machine at night. If not, then please explain why not. Right now, no, I don't plan on getting the digital fingerprinting machine. 
um, solely because it's expensive. Well, I mean, I, I have the money to get it, but the software, I don't feel like doing well. The software, the technology, um, dealing with, because when you're getting that technology, you're actually building, you're actually dealing with the background checks and sending in the fingerprint cards and everything. Um, so you gotta do stuff with the government. Um, and also I'm not going on the appointments for the most part. Mm. I haven't um, since January. Yeah, I went on one before I left because it was a pretty big one. It was with a pharmaceutical company, so I did that. But I haven't gone on any appointments. And because I, I have agents, yeah. that's another liability. I don't want to trust that machine and software with them because they, they fucked that up and I got to pay for it. And yeah. All of that good stuff. So I'd rather just not deal with that and they keep it simple. I'm a very simple person. I don't want to have to deal with sending people fingerprints to whatever agencies that they can get a background check. No. Put your fingerprints on the card, you send it to whatever. You got an issue. I get three weeks the first time. If not, you get it. Brandon, I think you're, um, let me mute it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Um, yeah, so no, I agree with you. The other day I was in Office Depot and I, I found myself purchased in the process of purchasing some things, right? That I would do if I was running appointments and I, and I had to stop myself and I was like, hold up, I don't run appointments like that no more. Like, why the <laughs> fuck am I buying this? Like this is, it was stuff that I would need when I'm running appointments, right? Yeah. But it's like, I don't do that. I got an agency. Like, what the fuck? Is <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Like, I just ran out of cards for fingerprints. Like, I got like two left. I bought a pack of two hundred and fifty. Yeah. So that's how you know business was booming, and I was going on appointments. This is like, I might buy a fifty pack now, maybe, maybe right? Because I'm not. I'll remove myself. Yes. Yeah. And you that. have to do that. You got to do that. You got to fire yourself from I'll, your I'll current position that. if you want to grow in this business. Definitely, especially if you want to grow. Because like I was saying earlier, the first day I hit, I had an $800 day. I had six clients. Mm -hmm. I, I went, I drove three different cities during a work day. It was like a, it was a Tuesday. I remember it. Like <laughs> I had two appointments during lunch, did the other six, um, after work. So like four after four. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Guy called me. I need an appointment now. Same day service. All right, cool. I go to his house. Another guy. I got to go to a law firm, drop off, um, some notary documents. Cool. Another guy calls me. I got to go it was a lot. I was like, yo, I, I, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> Somebody else will. And I'm gonna pay them to do it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, I was, and you know what I was buying? I was buying those little sticky notes to say, sign here, sign here, sign here. I'm like, man, get the fuck. I was like, yo, I threw that shit to the side. I was like, fuck all this, man. Let me get some pens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, how can people get in contact with you, brother? Um, I was, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hit uh, Faquan's uh, god damn, Faquan, what do you, Judy wrote a whole damn novel. 
<laughs> Judy, <laughs> Judy, all you had to do was say, can I go live? I would have put you live, dear. <laughs> we could have went live with you. Well, I'm sorry if you was on your phone typing all that shit up. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Um, I'll, I'm, what's March? I'm doing consultations. Um, I have to put the link out. Okay. Um, you yeah. doing consultations now? I'm going to try to. People want me Okay. To. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I am. Yeah. I was hey. receiving a lot of questions after the podcast. I was like, just go Pay me and I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, what, did, what did Faquan say? He said, how do you plan on growing your business to scale um, scale it in the if you... To make it at least I'm five sorry. figures a month? That's yeah, a five figures a month. <laughs> My bad. I, I done got tongue-tied. That's a paid question, but I'm going nationwide. That's how. Because I don't feel like dealing with that in my area because mm -hmm. I can just... I mean, I mean, I made 5K, 5K, five figures in my area two times a month, um, May and June, but that was a lot of appointments for me and my um, my agent. So I'd rather spread that out all over the United States with a bunch of agents in different areas, in different markets, but I also will buckle down. I do plan on buckling down. I, I, I'm working on that formula. I mean, I have... The recipe I just got, you know, concocted. <laughs> it was something you said in the podcast, like alchemy. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot what the analogy was, but I thought it was funny. You you referred to, um, you know, cells making money out of nothing and alchemy. I thought that was dope. So hey, that, so so Judy Judy must have left a comment. And don't worry, Judy, I don't take that uh, offense. I'm from New York. We we're just we're brash like that. So she says, uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate the information. I was, uh, it was not what I ex expected, but anticipated. Well, you know, what do you get for free, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I would make one comment and please do not take offense. Don't worry, again, I'm a New Yorker. Uh, the language with F. Now here's, here's one of the reasons why I like dropping the F bomb because I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a professional industry. I'm not trying to live my life like a stick in the mud. I, I feel free on my platform to say what I want, do what I want. And I, I want my clients or, or my guests to feel comfortable because some of the guests that I have, it, they are successful at what they do. I got a, I got a guy Renaissance 125, I can't wait for him to be on there. He's killing it in the real estate game, but he smokes weed, right? On camera. I don't, but he does. So I'm like, hey, if, if you want to spark up while you're on the show, do it. If I was under ABC, I probably, you know, I probably wouldn't do it, but I'm not under ABC. I'm under T I G E R in this biatch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, two things. Um, I am a Christian and not perfect. Okay, all right. We we just have one of those situations. All right, duly noted. <laughs> all right, um, yeah. Shout out to Big Malik. Uh, go to at Big Malik Moves. Um, again, you know, if you guys 
you guys don't like the platform. You don't have to watch, you know, like the first F-bomb I drop, just jump on and be like, hey, you know what? This ain't for me. This ain't for me. My website's not out yet, but it will be MalikMoves.com. Yeah. Yeah, and peace, love, yeah. and happiness to all you guys, man. Did you want to have any final words, brother? Um, I mean, yeah, since the website <laughs> question. Um, the website's not up yet, but it will be soon. I'll be my work website. Gotcha. Thank you for, um, for putting my Instagram on there. Um, okay, yeah, cool. I'm actually working on a new website for the agency, the fingerprinting agency. Um, because my <laughs> the website that I have now is very basic, but it gets the job done. Um, obviously, but it's just, you know what? I'll, I'll send it to you privately. Um, so type it in the chat, bro, if you want to drop it. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop it. Send me some reviews, five stars, please. But yeah, um, what was that? What was that going? Yes, He's talking about the website. There's a website, but Malik Moves that's coming soon. I'll be, you know, vlogging. What what, what is Malik Moves? What like what is that going to be about? Um, so Malik moves, all my money moves, all my dance moves, all my travel dance moves. moves. I dance sometimes. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm, I'm. Do your thing, bro. Do your goddamn I'm, thing. I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to be, I'm, I might act one day or something. I don't be know. Be yourself, dance, man. Be in music, be in a music video or something. <laughs> bro, I'm, no, I'm serious, man. Be yourself. What's the use of being successful and making this bread if you gotta like you you still abiding to other people's shit? I, know, I, I, I say this all the time. The number one destruction in this world is conformity. I agree completely. Conform. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want to see how fast you can lose? Go ahead and conform and 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 make everybody else happy, and then. Uh, make, and when, when you look in the mirror and you be like, man, who, who have I become? Mm -hmm. Shit, the opposite of fear is conformity. Nah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good. I'm not conforming to shit. Fuck that. <laughs> Honestly, because I just do whatever. Like, bro, I was in fucking Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Fucking around just because. <laughs> bro, I kid you not, man. The, the, when I, when I gave, when I put away my inhibitions of being like, you know, so self-conscious of what people thought about me and stuff like that. Um, that is when my channel started to really blow up. That is when my book caught fire because mm -hmm. I was myself, mm -hmm. not what people wanted me to be. What? Shout out to everybody that's doing your thing so you can live the, your best life, not what people want you to live like. And that's exactly how I want it to be because like what Malik moves, right? It's me doing Malik shit. I'm on YouTube doing whatever when I make the YouTube channel, like, oh, I'm making smoothies. Like I'm a regular person. Like people see, oh, he's just trying to sell me a course. He's telling me to get an LLC and make a business. I should be investing my money. That's all he does. Like, no, I'm a regular person. I do regular people shit. People know me. Like I have people I went to college with hitting me up like, oh, how can I become a notary? What yeah. should I do to do what you do? Because I know you. You're not just trying to sell me something or scam me or whatever. Like you're, you're a real person. <laughs> so again, bro, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, man. Check out 
Big Malik moves. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Big oh, Malik man. moves on Instagram. We're going to drop it in the chat section. Plus, when this video goes on Spotify, podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, all of the other networks and stuff, we'll have his link so you guys can tune into that, man. So peace, love, and happiness to all you guys that have signed up and kind of check this out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Got some good value out of it. Till next time, peace, love, and happiness and cash flow. You heard? Yes, sir.